and thank you for listening to the Gucci podcast. Do you like that? The Gucci podcast? There is a Gucci podcast. I've listened. And there are things like uh, fashion philosopher. So I'm wanting to change my title to film philosopher. That's awesome, first of all. Second of all, the voice that you were doing, I thought was... Downtown Julie Brown? I thought it was Madonna when she was married to Guy Ritchie. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's about how. That's about the level at which I can do any kind of accent at all. It's, but, it's, bad. it's bad. I mean, you 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 had it I pretty have, spot have, on, oh, though, it's is the Madonna. thing. Um, yes, I'm definitely from London. But listen, if Gucci wanted to do a you know that sort of smash up of a podcast like co host, <laughs> I would I would be down and I would do it for like I would do it just with the promise of them sending me a, just a quarter inch sliver of like a of a of a little piece of of a logo, but not you, even the full logo. I just would take just the smallest little you know. We would have to do it though in the manner of the actors and performances in House of Gucci, oh, right? Man. I don't so, know if that's if that's you true. know um, in the manner of Lady Gaga being like, "It's a me, Mario, pizza mm-hmm. uh, pie." We already and, did uh, that. We did that, and we didn't get Gucci's attention then. So yeah. I, I don't. I think we're. I don't. I don't well, think we're on their radar. If I wear, <laughs> you know, if I pad out my clothes and wear a bald cap and like a skullet like Jared Leto in that movie, maybe I'll get their attention. Oh, man, it is kind of meta because he does some. He actually does some modeling for them. So oh, it's God. like, wow, he's really in. He's really in Gucci's pocket. Not as much as Harry Styles, but you know, we can't all be Harry Styles. Anyway, we're not here to talk about fashion. We're here to film philosophize. It would be a short conversation if we were here to talk about fashion. Speak for yourself, bitch. I don't know shit. I guess you'd talk at me. Yeah, I could talk at you a little bit. Right. A little bit. Minor, minor. Anyway, let's go philosophize some film. All right, let's do it. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. Well, um, you know what we didn't do in that intro was say this is the Side Talks podcast. I guess people will know from the title. <laughs> oh, the, they'll know from is. the fact that that's it was a rambling non sequitur of an intro. You get it. Yeah. We're the only, I actually think we might actually be the only podcast that has an intro like that that is that much of a shit show. I don't so. know about that, but imagine trying to do an intro for a podcast and forgetting to introdu- introduce your podcast. I yeah, mean, I don't know. I feel like Ryan Seacrest could do it. He's pretty distracted. Maybe, yeah. Uh, He's distracted by his 20-some-odd jobs. Anyway, uh, here's what I've been watching. Please tell me. So I had the very good fortune Uh of being able to see a film at the Metrograph. Oh, sick. Yes. And that film was from 1988, and it was Tequila Sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I Tequila know. Sunrise. Directed by Robert Town. I I didn't know that. I've never seen Tequila Sunrise, so this I is... I um... had a great time. Nice. It is not a good film. As a matter of fact, it is. There were several outbreaks of laughter in the screening, yeah. and of course, those weren't intended. I don't think. But man, I had a great time watching this. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, uh-huh. and I remember being a kid and being like, "This isn't good." <laughs> but you know, that was as far as my critical response at, at ten or whatever went. But it is—it's not a great film. But man, did I have a great time going to see this thing. And the fashion is outrageous. It, there is so much Kurt Russell in this thing. There is so much Mel Gibson, and it's a bit of a Kurt Russell versus Mel Gibson. Okay. Um, and you know, if you're a sexy lady like Michelle Pfeiffer, like which one do you go with? And and it doesn't hurt that one's a cop and one's a you know former criminal or like on mm-hmm. the edge of crime. It's got a bit of a new vibe to it it's just a whole lot of fun and by the way throughout the entire film kurt russell is downing tequila sunrises of course he is just if that if you were consuming that many calories you wouldn't (laughs) kurt russell isn't exactly buff but you still wouldn't look like that that's awesome yeah it's and it's a pretty drink so Uh, wait which one's the cop and which one's the former criminal Well, do you want to take a guess 
I mean, my heart says Russell the cop, Gibson the former criminal. That's exactly right. Mm. That's exactly right. Yeah. And they're both trying to win, win the heart of, again, the very gorgeous, and it's noted on quite a bit in the film. Yeah. Eh, fair. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, she's at her. She's in her prime at 1988. Michelle yeah, she Pfeiffer. looks she looks just amazing, yeah. and her her sta- her film presence, her stage presence, is just out of this world. And I part of what I love about it is she's a restaurateur, mm-hmm. and you're in this 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 sort of '80s you know LA ish kind of restaurant the whole time, and it's just being in that world for two hours was. Amazing. I, if I were you, I would chef's kiss. It was it was really really lovely, and they did screen it on film, and it was oh, a, it was cool. a dirty film print, which I which in this case really really worked. It was great to see just a dirty film print of this. Was thing. it was it from the Quentin Tarantino collection? No, oh, I don't know about that, but maybe. Um, and then you know I'll stop talking about that now because I encourage this is definitely one. Don't go into it with a serious okay. kind of. But I actually think you'll have a really great time. It's yeah. a lot of laughs. There's there's a couple of moments that are just like you got to be kidding me. Um, but the other film I saw, a very different film, was Drive My Car. Oh hell yes. Uh-oh. Oh Corey, what, what's what's about to happen here? Here's what's about to happen. I like this film just fine. Okay. I like this film just fine. Okay. I don't. I'm not gonna. I would not five minute fight you on this film. But here's I what I will tell not. you. I keep hearing so so many percent, ninety percent fresh and rotten tomatoes, which I I don't give a shit about rotten tomatoes. Sure, I'll whatever. Say, rotten. Who cares? Don't care. Part of the reason why this is getting such a great critical response uh-huh. and getting such great scores on the tomato site is because anybody who and I'm going to argue this is you too. Okay, mm-hmm. and this is where this is where I am putting the, the fist up a little bit. Anybody who is saying I want to go sit in a three-hour Japanese film that's called Drive My Car, which clearly, based on the trailer, there's a shit ton of driving going on, knows that they're going to like this little bitch when they go into it. Yeah, because it rules. That's not why but you it's, knew it's, it already. Sure. You already knew it. You're like, whatever they give me, I want it. I no, want it. And not I necessarily. Like it. I don't think that's fair. I think that, of course, there is an art house audience primed to really enjoy something like this. But there are plenty of films that that audience um, checks out and rejects. Oh, I don't know. Not this audience. Uh, look, again, it's it's good. I don't need to see it again. Th- the three hours, it was fair, a fairly go- easy going three hours, even though I'd argue the first chapter, let's call it the first chapter uh-huh. of the film, is not a pleasant pa- place to be. And I was a little concerned about a three-hour stint in that world. Yeah, it's it's difficult. There's, there's a, some difficult stuff that happens. Um, in in the forty minute prologue of this movie, and which it, is which is something. It just I didn't love the vibe of it for some reason. Oh, I man. felt I get real, but I'm real sensitive. You know, I'm yeah. a very sensitive person, Corey. And 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 I just <laughs> something about the world. I, I didn't like it, but you know, also I get I get tired. Okay, I'm gonna say it. Where's that D? Where's that D change jar? I get tired of looking at heterosexual sex all the damn time. Okay. And there's a lot of that there's, in this. There's I'm just, a fair I'm, just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I've seen it. Been there, done that. I don't need any more of this. Um, and that's part of it. It's just like, I'm like, come on. But it's um, it's, it's a much richer film than that. I'm not there's, saying it's there's not. There's so much and going three, on. You know, when you're three hours long, the percentage of boning in this thing is a small percentage. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's happening. I, I enjoyed... Uh, I enjoyed the film as a whole. I was a little concerned about the sort of vibe of the first little bit of it mm-hmm. um, for to, to sustain that for three hours. Yeah, but but other than that, it's a fairly easygoing three hours, and it is a 
gorgeous motherfucker. Yes. Do not get me wrong. Yes. Um, it's not as deep as it thinks it is. No, I, I disagree. Oh, it is exactly um, as deep as it thinks okay, it is. Well, and beautifully written. Have and, you taken English 101? Um, <laughs> English teacher. Okay, well, there you go. This is turning into a five-minute fight. It is turning into a five-minute fight. I'm going to let it go here. I, I will. Let me, let me land on what I appreciate a lot. I okay. do appreciate that that little title sequence because it gave that gave me a chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. I just said the word chuckle. It has the best ending of the year too, but whatever, you know. Oh no. No, 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 Absolutely. no, no, no. We'll five minute fight that later. The 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 fu- no, ma'am. I'm talking about the sequence at the play. No, ma'am. Oh, you could mm, mm, No, ma'am. Mm, mm, As a matter of mm, fact, mm. that's where I would ding ding ding. This thing isn't, you know. I'm like I did a bit of an eye roll in that scene that you were that you were just eating up with a spoon. <sighs> All right. I we'll breathe like through it. So, what I've been watching, Rachel, yeah. okay. is uh, another film from the director of Drive My Car. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what a coincidence! Enough. What His a bitch coincidence! Ass couldn't get enough. I couldn't. Uh, I I loved every moment of that three-hour film. So I went back for two more hours. Three hours and um, five minutes. His. Uh, other film from 2021, a film called Wheel of Fortune yeah. and Fantasy. Uh, it is a three-part sort of anthology film about, um, let's say, several um, connections made through coincidence and people who have made decisions that they then have to sort of live with and carry with them for their yeah. uh, lives. It's as it's tragic and comic. And beautifully observed in the same manner as Drive My Car. Yeah, I think that's except all fair. It's sort of broken into it's it's three different stories. So you have um, uh, three entirely isolated episodes there, um, each running about forty minutes long. Yeah. Um, and this thing is almost as good as Drive My Car. I loved it. I guess you could say I'm into Ryusuke Hamaguchi, the director, in yeah. a big way now. That This is one of my guys now. Did that really – did um, Drive My Car is what kind of got you started there? Or yeah, you, the, he, yeah, that's the first of his films that I saw um, when, when we brought it to Sidewalk because – I had heard so many good things about it yeah. from and, I mean, critics it's, and it's from right Cannes. It's right up your alley. I mean, it is, for sure, It is for sure. right up my alley. It's just like, what if we explored our feelings um, through Chekhov? And, of course, that is exactly the sort of thing that I'm going to love. But Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy ha- has more of that, mm-hmm. essentially. It's it's in, in shorter, little bite-sized pieces. Um, but, again, beautifully shot. This one, very digital. Um, almost looking consumer grade digital like a like a Steven Soderbergh experiment at at points but still beautifully composed um and then just the writing and uh, these these three episodes they they each feel like the work of a trapeze artist and you keep thinking this guy's going to fall and this he's going to blow this whole thing and he never does and he keeps doing these miraculous stunts on this trapeze pretty much the entire time and at the end you're just like I can't believe this son of a bitch pulled it off yeah uh, these three um very consistent uh, short stories just work splendidly and and it, it so happens that that my wife and I we both had the same favorite one which is the final uh, piece it's also where the um the film gets its poster so anyway if you've seen and you like drive my car I think odds are strong that you will go into wheel of fortune and fantasy prime to like that one as well but I, I just think it's it's beautiful and a late breaking entry into my top 10 of 2021 where drive my car also is so He's got two films on there this year, which is That's cool. That's, pretty good. I'm happy for you. And by the way, if you are one of the four or five people in the world 
that, like myself that went in to drive my car and thought, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. I didn't. I hadn't already decided. And you actually didn't like it. I did. I liked it fine. But if you didn't like it, then may, might I suggest Tequila Sunrise? Sure. Um, I also want to bring up one more thing. Let's hear it. I saw the new Scream. Okay, but don't tell me. I'm anything. not telling you nothing because I haven't um, seen it yet, and I am soaked. Um, I'll just I'll just give you my general impression okay. because I guess we'll talk about this later. After yeah, are we see gonna it. fight it? No. Okay. I mean, unless you don't like it, because I like it. Like yeah, it. I, I've I've only heard good things, and you know, I'm I just like you wanted to drive my car. I'm going into screen. Sure. I mean, I'm Nev Campbell in it. Check. Yeah. Yes. Am I gonna like it? Check. Yes. Yeah, it's good though. It is legit good. Like which one hasn't been? Um, three. Sam. Are you serious? Yeah, I'll fight three. I'll uh, fight. I'll fight you all day and night on that. You're gonna give me an excuse to rewatch it because I've been like, should I rewatch it? Should you I see it again? You absolutely should rewatch it, and I'm gonna take your ass down. Well, what if I rewatch it and like it? Well, then we don't have a fight. Okay. Well, I'm gonna rewatch it and we'll see if I like it because uh, I like all the others. Yeah. Um. But this new one, I Fav- don't know. Faith. Um. Uh, maybe favorites. Maybe second favorite sequel. Okay. Because Scream Two rules. Yes. It does. So I might yes, go Scream, Scream Two, New Scream, Scream Four, Scream Three. Yeah, and Birmingham Connection, of course. Of course. Courtney um, Cox. She's not great. When is she? When well, has she been great? Scream? I don't give a shit. Mountain Brook. Mountain Brook. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Courtney Cox is never great. She. She She's is. Never great. She is the one of the returning cast members who you're like, oh, she. She really didn't need or want to do this, I guess. Former board member. I don't give a shit. She I, sucks. I like you, Courtney Cox. I just, you know. Write the check, Courtney, I, and we'll I talk. Didn't, I didn't think that, that you did so great and you screamed. She, she doesn't do great in anything. Sorry. Oh, okay. She's, I mean, she. she's not, ter- I'm not saying she's terrible in the other screams. I think she's fine. You know, I haven't seen this one, so I can't say, but she's fine. But I don't think she's ever great. Maybe in that Bruce Springsteen video. Maybe I'm softening like the Gal Gadot argument that we had uh a few episodes ago because now that i'm like i can't go maybe she's just a little stiff you know she's shaking off the rust mm-hmm. of the uh okay. gail weathers persona she's just a little rusty in, in new scream but uh everything else rules yeah. Um, yeah, yeah yeah and uh you're gonna love i think you're gonna love it i, I actually do because I cannot wait. it is it is just as as clever um and self-referential as as you know, OG scream was right. back in its day. Um, but with, you know, a couple more decades of horror under its belt. Yeah. Well, I'm so, excited. Yeah. I think you're going to dig it. We'll talk about it when you see it. For sure. And that's what we've been watching. What up? Show me that smile. Show and tell me that smile. Corey, you know what time it is, right? I do. The, the best podcast segment ever because it's visual that's that's and so true. what else but do a something called show and tell on a podcast famously but, visual medium podcast right what do i have in front of me um you Start have uh, a is is this some sort of cookbook or party planning book it's called betty crocker's parties for children it's bright pink and it has the words games food fun on the cover next to a very nicely dressed cake uh a conical party hat yeah, a little 60s slash 70s. I'm trying to actually see what the copyright here is, but um, man, uh, 1964. Yeah, 1964. this definitely, dear listener, looks like the sort of thing you would see 
from 1964. Like Betty Draper probably had this book. I love it. And I've picked it up at a thrift store Okay, uh, for you know, a couple bucks and it's on my shelf. And I happen to just be flipping through it the other day as one does. And I landed on a page, what shall we do at the party? What shall we do? And then it, underneath it, it says, this is on page, in case, you, in case you're referencing this. Read somehow, along. This is on um, page 26. If you don't have a copy of this book, stop listening. And it is underneath what shall we do at the party is movies. And, and I'm here to tell you, but I am going to type this word for word. Perhaps I'll even scan it. And uh, and the next time somebody comes to us, as we love when they do, but, you know, somebody come, they come to us and they say, you know, we want to do a movie. We want to put on a movie screening. Uh-huh. You know, what all goes into that? It's fun. It sounds fun. It's... This is a great little programmer's <laughs> list that was okay. right there on – I mean, you know, why did I spend all these years programming when the answer, the key, the list of how to program was right there on my shelf? Oh, man. Now I can't wait to hear Movies. This. With the advent of television, movies have become a less popular form of entertainment at parties. I mean, I'm not hearing anything, any lies like, so far. That's true. <laughs> that's true. They didn't, they didn't even – look, they predicted the pandemic. However, children do enjoy movies – particularly cartoons. That's true as well. Also true. If you decide to show movies, ask yourself these questions. <gasps> and so you see where I'm going with this. Oh, this is going boy. to get copied. Oh, and again, let me, let me highlight that. If you decide to show movies, ask yourself these questions. One, do I have the necessary equipment uh, or do I need to rent it? Ah, yeah, that's okay. true. True. Two, is the equipment in perfect working order? Do I have a spare bulb handy? Sam, can I get a thumbs up on this list, please? Thank you. That's our projectionist slash producer in there, slash tech lead, slash all kinds of stuff. Number three, who will operate the machine? Sam, I, I can't believe I'm not seeing hands go way up in there. Sam, we're going to need you to stand at the <laughs> film projector and crank it by hand for our uh, enjoyment. Four, are the films to be shown ones which children will really enjoy? That's our job, Corey. <laughs> and the answer to that is no, often right, right. not. We try, but um, no. You know, you can ask that question about Drive My Car, the three-hour Japanese film. Children. Are the films shown the ones which children really enjoy? Uh, <laughs> and then in parentheses it says, home movies, unless they happen to include most of the guests, rarely are. Honestly, also a good note. fair. <laughs> good yeah, note. yeah. No, there's no, that's, there's no lie there. And then, how long a program shall I plan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, the, the eternal uh, question. Guess what the answer here is? How, what, what is it? 45 minutes. About half an hour maximum. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, don't worry, it's not much longer. Um, that's actually it. But then it says movies are a passive form of entertainment. The children sit and watch, but contribute very little of themselves. <laughs> and that is that the next, the next statement is magicians. <laughs> oh, my God. You're welcome. Well, we'll have to hear about the magician yeah. some other time. Show me that smile. Show me that smile. Oh, man. Thank you for listening to Side Talks. We're your own personal cinematic Diana and Fergie, which I think we might have done before. I think we've done that before. So, fine. Andrew and Charles. Oh, uh, shit. We might have done that one before. How about Queen Mother and Margaret Thatcher? Okay. Pick your bitch. Um, well, I definitely don't want to fucking be Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. Um, Fine. 
Oh, fine. She's the one they wrote all those angry punk songs about. So there you go. You got to be fodder. You know, every once in a while it feels good to be fodder. Yeah, that's that's also, true. Also, oh, John Lydon, you're really looking good yourself these days, aren't you? God, you piece of what shit. a fucking asshole. Ended up being a total dickweed. Who could have foreseen this? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get the feeling you're being cheated? You like that? Anyway, thank you for listening to Side Talks where we, you know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what we do anymore. We Corey. talk shit about the surviving <laughs> members of the Sex Pistols, but <laughs> only so when cool. they deserve it. I like it. Steve Jones. Well, who would have thought that Steve Jones would have turned out to be the gentleman? Yeah, he's the he's the perfectly fine one. Yeah, the one who doesn't wear a fucking MAGA hat. Right? What a dick. God. Uh, change jar. Ding ding ding. Anyway, uh, thank you, thank you to Revelator Coffee for sponsoring. Thank you to Boutwell Studios. Uh, Sidewalkfest.com. Uh, is where you can see cinema show times or visit us at Sidewalk uh, on social media yeah. at Sidewalk Film. I messed that it's up. It's okay. They're going to figure it all out. You, you can just, just go to SidewalkFest.com and just and link everywhere. Just anyway. search us on Google. We come up pretty high in the sometimes. search results sometimes. Okay, bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.